know there is so much power inside of you, you have the power to make an impact on the planet and the people around you just by believing in yourself. You get to decide how today, this year, this life is going to go. Are you feeding your old bad habits or are you feeding your power? What's up, big dreamers? Your lady vitamin Katie is here and you are listening to my Feed Your Power podcast. I am a vegan registered dietitian and fitness instructor, and my mission is to empower you to feel confident and excited about your health and your life. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you for pressing play and let's begin. Who knew that there was so much to learn about cycle tracking and birth control and overall hormone health? Today, I had the opportunity to speak with Holly, who's a representative of the super convenient Daisy Tracker. So Daisy is the hormone-free solution for managing your fertility, cycles, and health. Holly Griggs-Ball supported the U.S. launch of Daisy in 2014 and now spans consultant roles in product development and communications for the Valley Electronics family. Previously, Holly published Sweetening the Pill, a memoir or sociological deep dive into the history of birth control. She is a producer on the forthcoming documentary inspired by the book called The Business of Birth Control. This conversation today started out with learning more about Holly, learning more about her unique journey, especially with her book and the up-and-coming documentary that's going to come out pretty soon. And then later on, we had a Q&A style where I was really drilling her with some questions and she had some wonderful well thought out answers. So I really know for a fact you're going to learn a lot from this podcast. So get very, very excited. Hey, how's it going, big dreamers? Wow, I cannot believe how honored I am to get to speak with Holly today representing Daisy, the Daisy fertility tracker. Holly, oh, reading your bio, I'm so beyond impressed with you. And I'm really curious where your journey got started with this interest in hormone health. Yeah, well, I was actually a film and arts and culture journalist uh, for a few years. Um, and I was taking the pill, like most people do in their 20s. And I took the pill in total for about 10 years. And um, my experience on the pill really got me to where I am. I took a very popular brand called Yasmin. It was also marketed as Yaz. Um, and I had some very uh, difficult mental health side effects from that brand of pill. And once I'd made the connection between the pill and the experiences I was having, I sort of got into that journalistic mode and like really wanted to dig deeper and research. And I did a lot of uh, interviews with research scientists and doctors. And um, I started writing about my experience in the form of a blog. You know, this was uh, 2009. So that's what you did, not Instagram stories. You did a blog. Wow, yeah. And so <laughs> I was writing about my experiences on the blog, I got in touch with loads of experts, read a ton of books, and I eventually decided to come off the pill. 
And I then also documented that process. And that led me to learn about fertility awareness and the benefits of fertility awareness, not only for tracking your fertility, but overall um, as a sort of lifestyle and, and a way of uh, managing your health and having you know, involvement in your connection to your body. So I learned a lot about fertility awareness um, and I wrote a book based on that blog and that came out in 2013 at the end of the year. Um, in 2014, um, as a result of that book, I met Ricky Lake and Abby Epstein, who are the people behind the documentary, The Business of Being Born. And they decided they wanted to make a documentary inspired by my book, which is called The Business of Birth Control, um, and which is coming out this year. And at, that led me to, when you release a book, you meet so many more people than you did when you were writing the book, which is quite a lonely job, even though you're on the phone a lot for interviews and things. So I met tons of people and that actually delivered me to the door of Daisy. They got in touch with me and they said, look, we've read your book, we love your book. Um, we wanted to tell you about our fertility tracking device that we've launched, I think they'd launched two years previously. Um, and they hadn't done a ton of marketing at the time. They'd really been building small, which is kind of their company ethos, uh, word of mouth. And I came in and said, oh, I'd really love it to get it out to people, uh, use it myself, figure out, you know, who best suit and um, make, you know, uh, utilize my community to, to build on this idea of using femtech for fertility awareness and just making it really more accessible and easy and simple and uh, more uh, something that people can integrate very simply into their lives. And uh, that was some years ago now. Um, since then, I've done a lot of community outreach, um, a lot of um, work with people in person, online. I do monthly Zoom classes. I used to do many in-person workshops. Um, and I, yeah, and I've worked with a lot of other companies in that time too, but uh, Daisy is the one that's been with me through the whole time, so yeah. Wow, how cool. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate. Yes, so many people on birth control and so many people nervous to get off of birth control, right? Not sure how this fertility awareness method, this hormone-free method, how effective is it? How do you do it? I remember getting that big book, um, taking charge of your fertility and yeah. just reading about, oh my gosh, how overwhelming, like charting and printing out all these charts and doing all these things. I was like, oh my goodness, I cannot do this, right? It just, I, I would try and be like, oh, I, this is not sustainable. Um, so the daisy is truly a lifesaver. It's such an incredible, convenient, easy to use, just like you were saying. Um, how cool though, your book, The Business of Birth Control and everything behind that. Honestly, I, I definitely am interested in menstrual health and awareness and symptoms and tracking, but I would love to hear more from you about birth control, if that's okay. Uh, yeah, so for me, the real issue was that I was having mental health side effects, like I said. I used several different types of pill from when I was 17. Um, and when I was 17, my periods were very heavy, very painful, very difficult to manage and go to school. Um, and, you know, I was, you know, in a position where I really needed something. And so that's when I started. And then as, you know, time went on, uh, you know, I tried different brands. It was always relatively minor side effects that I switched for. 
And then with Yas, um, Yasmin, it really had uh, an impact over about two and a half years for me. I developed panic attacks, anxiety, depression, just feeling very low, low, very low self-esteem. Um, so just overall, just not myself as I felt it. Um, <clears throat> I wasn't having a good time in my 20s living in London, you know, with a great job in a relationship, doing things I loved. I just wasn't very happy. And so <clears throat> it took me a little while to make that connection. I actually did it through web forums. Again, this is before we had Facebook groups. So I'm old. Uh, web forums taught me uh, that this was a potential side effect. And I never really heard about it before. Um, and so I made, managed to figure that out. And then I did some really great interviews for journalistic pieces for magazines where I got to speak to experts in depth about what was going on. And that really made me realize, oh, okay, this is a topic that not only affected me, uh, but it's affecting lots of women and lots of people are having this experience. This is something that people will need to know about. It's of public interest, it's of social interest. And I could really help other women who perhaps are taking the pill and having these side effects and not making that connection and not making that connection for quite some time, um, like I did and to their detriment. And so that's really where it came from with me. Um, and then in the book, the book is kind of a memoir, but it also looks at all the different uh, perspectives of the experts I interviewed. It looks at lots and lots of different women's stories that they shared with me. And it really looks at the history. It looks at the what's called the medical sociology, the pharmaceutical marketing, basically how we got to the point where uh, we prescribe uh, hormonal birth control very freely with a minimal amount of information given to women in the consultation. Um, and women often feel a lot of pressure to be on hormonal birth control for a lot of different reasons. Um, and I wanted to kind of unpack that. And then for me, what I loved that, you know, with fertility awareness was you could do something where you were learning a new skill, you were engaging with your body, you were understanding something that perhaps you only got the very minimal basics on in biology class at school. Um, and I had found it very empowering. I'd found it gave me a lot of confidence. It made me a lot less fearful of my body, of pregnancy, of my periods. It, it made me feel in control. It made me feel um, just very much a, a different place to where I had been for many years with my fertility and my cycles, where it was feeling very much like they controlled me. I sort of had to manage this thing that I really didn't understand very much. Um, yeah, so that's how I got to the place where I am via the birth control piece. Um, and with Daisy, like you said, it's very convenient. And the thing that really struck me when I came out with my book was that a lot of people said the same thing to me that you just said, which is that, oh, I got taken charge of, my, of your fertility and I was super overwhelmed. Now, I'm somebody who's sort of borderline numerically dyslexic. Like I'm not good with numbers. I'm always reversing them. I'm always skipping really easy maths and I can't, you know, get my head around charts. I'm not great with that kind of stuff. So I really did struggle. I got a lot of help directly from people like Tony Weschler. You know, I was very lucky because I was researching a book. So people would talk to me on the phone about it. Like, and I was like, okay, even I can feel that, that there's a barrier there for some people. And a lot of people came to me when I did interviews after the book came out and said, yeah, we get it. We get that the, you know, the pill has lots of people said the pill has affected me negatively. I've had problems with this, but fertility awareness isn't the answer. 
because it's too difficult, it's too time consuming, women don't have the interest, it's too involved, um, it's not convenient enough, it's not simple, it's not, you know, and they got really wound up in that and they said, you know, you're not meeting women where they're at. And I really took that criticism to heart. I really understood it. And I was like, that's true. I, I feel like there are many, many women who love reading, taking charge of your fertility and want to chart and are happy to do that. Even just really still want to pay for chart now. Um, and there are many women who don't. And my feeling was always, well, I need to talk to those women who, like me who were on the pill for longer than they wanted to be because they were scared of like, you know, how their cycles would be coming off and not knowing enough about their body. And so that's who I wanted to speak to. So with Daisy, that's to me was really the solution. It's very simple. It's very intuitive. It's very convenient. Um, but it also comes from this company that like, always kept it small, always kept it family oriented, never wanted to sell data, never wanted to over, you know, get in investors that were going to change its ethos or change its spirit. Um, and always wanted to just be, have this integrity, which is like, no, we want to make really good, accurate products that last women a really long time, you know, that they can like literally use throughout their fertile years. And we want to be there for them and provide like excellent customer support. We don't want to just sell it to them and disappear off the face of the earth because we know that this is super important decision. And that all made a lot of sense to me. Being a journalist, you know, um, it was difficult to work in those in that time. You know, things were things were controversial at that time. My book did get a lot of pushback, and my feeling was pivoting to something where I was actually working within a company and helping a company that was providing a solution that could really assist um, in terms of the response to the criticism I had faced like that made a ton of sense to me so yeah <laughs> that's kind of the whole thing in a longer nutshell than I expected. Wow thank you for describing I love hearing your story and your journey with this and how interesting to just thinking about well let me just take a step back actually for a moment. I think a lot of people don't fully understand what Daisy is. They don't fully understand what tracking means. So I'm just going to briefly say, um, and I post it on my stories all the time. They're like, where do you put that? Do you put that, you know, where, where does that go? So it's a thermometer that goes under your tongue and it's a basal thermometer and basically making sure to take your temperature first thing in the morning. That's the most accurate reading. And this is really pretty accurate of our menstrual cycle because our temperature does change throughout the different phases of our cycle. So we can see when we've ovulated because our temperature will start to increase. And when Holly is speaking about charting, we're looking at our cervical fluid, we're looking at our temperatures and we're charting these things on paper, pen and paper is what she's talking about, which was yeah, something that was definitely overwhelming to me. And it's good to hear that I'm not the only one that felt overwhelmed by that, that it sounds like that's pretty relatable. Um, and yeah, I just think that it's so awesome what you've done. I know, I think I read in your bio, it was in 2014 that you paired up with Daisy and um, just over the years, over the past 10 years or so, I've just noticed it's become a little bit more normalized to even talk about this stuff. It's been so taboo to even say anything. So it's just so hush, hush, just take birth control. You know, it's, it's a very, um, it has a history of 
a lot of disempowerment around this. And I'm just so excited to, yeah, to give people more tools around, wait, there's actually something else you can do besides just popping birth control pills. And I also think it's so interesting that a lot of women think that they have depression, that they have anxiety and that it has nothing to do with their birth control. So that's so cool that you brought that up. Everybody listening, yeah, maybe think about that for a second. It's like, wow, medications do have side effects, right? They do, these are hormones we're dealing with. Those can cause mood changes and mood swings. So that's super interesting. I'm curious to hear if somebody listening is concerned they're on birth control and they're really excited about it. Maybe that's because it gives them some peace of mind. It regulates their cycle. Maybe it regulates their acne. Um, I'm sure you get these types of questions a lot. It's like, what, where do I start? What do I do? Yeah. And I think, um, you know, that's understandable and there's no, I feel like there's no need to sort of necessarily go looking for problems. If you're happy with what you're doing, I'm not going to tell you that that's a problem at all. Um, if it works for you, it works for you. Everybody's different. I certainly had friends, you know, close friends who stayed on the pill until they wanted to have children. Um, and that was their journey. Uh, but I think if you have an instinct or a feeling that something's up, um, the best thing to do is tends to be just to take a break. Obviously, you need, um, if you're using the pill for contraception, you do need to have a backup during that time. Usually people would go to barrier methods like condoms and to be sensible about that, to make sure you're you know, not getting off uh, track with your fertility goals there. But you know, that's usually the best thing. That's what happened with me. I took a break for a few weeks and I just felt just markedly better. I just felt a lot lighter. Um, I felt a lot clearer. I felt um, less anxious and I thought, well, this, this feels nice. Maybe I could feel like this all the time. Um, but it still took me a long time. Like even after I came off Yasmin, I went back to my doctor and she said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I want to do another pill. So I still took another pill after that. So there's absolutely no shame or and nobody should feel bad for feeling like it's a difficult decision. It is a difficult decision in the end. You need support from a partner if you're with a partner. You, if you're not, you need support from friends and family. You need to feel like you're doing the right thing. You need support from your doctor often. Um, so you really need to walk that path. Um, for me, um, I think there's so much out there now available readily to women that wasn't when I was coming off. Um, you know, you can do so many online classes. There's some amazing books that are just specifically about that journey um, there's so many books about working with your cycles at home uh, lifestyle and diet changes keeping things healthy when you're coming off so you can ensure you get back to ovulating but in terms of with daisy we get a lot of people who transition from hormonal birth control to daisy and essentially what you do is you start 24 hours after you take your last pill and then you are tracking and most women I think the vast majority of them their cycles will come back within three months and so you're tracking you get into the habit you get started as you said you wake up in the morning after at least three hours sleep you take your temperature that's called your basal body temperature essentially what that's tracking is when you ovulate after that point you get a little hotter 
you don't feel it, but your body gets warmer and it's because of the release of the hormone progesterone. And so um, tracking temperature is one of the most accurate ways bar ultrasound in the hospital at the moment of ovulation of telling you that you have ovulated. And so you're tracking that and then you're getting a red, green or yellow light from your daisy. Uh, the red light means you're in your fertile phase. The green light means you are not fertile. And the yellow light means it's, it's learning. The algorithm is still learning or there's a fluctuation in your cycle. Now, the completely new thing about new, unique thing about daisy as opposed to other technology is it has this yellow light, which shows you that it has an algorithm that's intelligent, that's learning, that takes the information on a daily real time basis and, and looks at it in comparison to your data set that you've taken, which basically means all the data you've taken in the past. So it's always looking and thinking and seeing, oh, okay, this is what her cycles are normally, but this is what her cycles are today. And this is what's going on right now. And this is an outlier temp. And we're going to not, we're not going to look at that. We're going to ignore that. And it's actually actively doing that. So that's, that's what makes it different to a basal body temperature sensor or other fertility tracking devices on the market really um, and it's you know has this accuracy we've just recently brought out uh, research earlier this year um, that showed that it can tell you your green days or your infertile days every cycle to an accuracy of 99.4 percent which is fantastic um, oh that is very significant 99.4 percent accuracy on not fertile days oh mm -hmm. my gosh that's huge <laughs> sorry please continue yeah so that's really great and so when you're coming off the pill what you're going to be seeing is you're going to be looking for that first ovulation because obviously you haven't been ovulating on most forms of hormonal birth control and then after your first ovulation you'll have your first real menstruation because on the pill, you've only been experiencing withdrawal bleeds, not periods for most part, um, again, on most forms of hormonal birth control. And then your cycles will start to sort themselves out as you ovulate more regularly, they will probably go into more of a pattern. Uh, for most women, I said this, as I said, it takes about three cycles for that to happen. Daisy has a three cycle learning phase in which it gathers data. It doesn't just it will give you lots of reds and yellows to begin with. It doesn't just want to give you greens all the time out the, out the gate because it actually wants to give you that accuracy. So it's going to give you that learning phase. So you have that time for you to get used to it, for it to gather data um, and learn your patterns and learn your norms. Um, and then you will start getting more greens and greens. And these are in your infertile days. And then you will have a narrowed down red fertile window each cycle. So you'll know, okay, this is the time I'm going to ovulate. Um, you'll get predicted ovulation, you'll get confirmed ovulation. Um, and that's, yeah, that's basically what you'll be looking at. And the great thing about it is if you have been on the pill like a long time for me and you're worried, you're like, well, I don't know if I have issues with my fertility. I don't know if I have uh, something wrong, something going on with my hormones that I'm not aware of at this point. I'd like to know more. So you get all this data set, you can share it with your doctor, your nutritionist, your naturopath, your health coach, your period coach, whoever you want to share it with. Um, and you can look at it yourself and you really have a handle on everything that's going on. And that feel makes the whole process a lot less scary and much more empowering. Um, and just you, you feel much more like, okay, so if something comes up, you at least are able to see what's going on. You're not in the dark. I 
love so much how, yeah, if you bring data, whether it be to yourself or to a professional, it's really clear. I love how on the DAISY website, it says, oh, you're having longer cycles or you're seeing this in your chart or whatever it is. These are indicators for X, Y, and Z issues, right? So a lot of people are probably thinking, oh no, I have irregular cycles. How is this supposed to be accurate? And it's still really beneficial to track, right? And to see what's going on. And I love how open-minded you approached my question. You're saying, oh my gosh, you know, if birth control is your saving grace and if you're loving it, fantastic, right? Mm -hmm. I just know personally, I definitely was masking a problem, like a really big problem with anxiety, under eating, over exercising, et cetera, et cetera, with this birth control that I was prescribed. Um, unfortunately, instead of getting to the cause of the issue, yeah, just being prescribed that birth control, which I, I did not have a menstrual cycle for about eight years. And after I was like, I cannot do this birth control pill, similar to you with the anxiety, I actually got very moody and I was kind of bitchy. <laughs> I was kind of bitchy on it. And everybody has different forms of birth control. And um, back then I was definitely like, do not do birth control. This is the worst thing ever. And I love that um, now I'm at a more mature place <laughs> where I can say, all right, it definitely is a saving grace for some people and please do it if that's working for you, fantastic. But thank you so much for speaking to, okay, wow this isn't truly a period, right? I think that it's very empowering to know, okay, my body is working. I want to be a healthcare professional. And it felt um, hypocritical. It felt out of integrity to be coaching people and helping people with their health. Meanwhile, I didn't know if I was really holistically healthy, so it's been so empowering to get to slowly track and figure out what's going on and balance out my cycles. And, um, and yeah, with that, noticing how if your cycles are irregular, I remember I was actually sick and my temperature was up. The, the daisy noticed that, right? The daisy was like, okay, this is an outlier. Um, so I, it's incredible how accurate it is. I really feel like I can trust it. Yeah, so with Daisy and irregular cycles, that's such a very common question, of course. And Daisy is recommended for people with cycles between 19 and 40 days. And that is really the vast majority of people. Most women I speak to say I have irregular cycles. They're saying one day it's 26, the next day, next, next time it's 34 days, the next time it's 30 days. And that is perfectly normal amount of irregularity. Your ovulation window is moving ovulation moves it's an active thing it will respond to your environment to stress to sleep to medications to whatever so you that daisy doesn't assume that you're going to ovulate every day on the same day that, that's not that's not an accurate thing for it to it doesn't do that like other period tracker apps or other things might do so in terms of like that and also in terms of things like um like you said if you get sick or you travel or you have poor sleep or um, you get stress. Now, Daisy's looking at your whole data set and the more data you give it, so the more days that you take your temperature, the better, it gets to know you better. Um, but it's looking at outliers, it's looking at what isn't normal for you um, and it's also self-correcting. So if it's not sure, it will give you the yellow um, and, and it will say, well, this is a fluctuation that I'm not certain on. This doesn't look, this, I'm not gonna tell you it's green or red because I'm not quite sure. 
things are changing. So you've got that insurance that it was always, even in the day, as I said, in the real time, it's looking at your data and deciding whether that's something it wants to give you a read on or not. Um, and so that that's really helpful to know. I think a lot of people think, oh, I have to have perfect 28 day cycles and otherwise this is not for me. And that's not true. Really what you need to be able to do is get up in the morning and remember to take your temperature after at least three hours sleep, um, as many days as possible. And you need to feel comfortable that you have the, what you need to do that. So whether that's support from your partner or whether you just need, feel that you need to have the right kind of lifestyle for that, that's really what you need to be doing. Um, and then if you have the cycles between 19 and 40 days, um, which most people after they come off the pill, they will find they do have that, even if they have a longer one to begin with, where they don't ovulate for a while, uh, then you know, you're, you're set to use something like this to track your cycle. Thank you for explaining that, yeah. What's really, really cool for people coming off the pill, often, like you said, it takes about three months, right, to balance out your cycles. Kind of similarly to me, it's like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get my period back? And I, I'm just really, really grateful for, for the daisy and for, oh my gosh, am I ovulating? I, I definitely wasn't in the past. And it's really, really cool to get to see that happening and just make note of it. Like, like we're tracking our temperature. So something as simple as, well, if our temperature is increasing, of course, our metabolism is going to be increasing a little bit. And there's other reasons why we have cravings during that time. But that little piece of information made me feel so much more empowered around why am I a little bit more hungry right now? Mm. Right. And this is normal. I need more food instead of being all up in my head about it and beating myself beating myself up about it. Like what's wrong with me? Why can't, you know what I mean? During that time before I get my, my moon. So. Oh, absolutely. And that is the whole other level to it is I think once you get more down the road, um, you do learn about your phases and you learn like some element of cycle syncing lifestyle, whether that's literally just that you're like, okay, I know I ovulated last week. I'm in my luteal phase. So I'm going to have PMS. I'm going to be irritable or short-tempered and I need to like give myself some time alone or give myself some space or take care of myself in a way that means I remove myself from feeling like that. It can be as simple as that or it could be oh I noticed that I don't need to eat a ton when I'm ovulating like I want lighter things and so I'm going to do that for my grocery shop that week and then when I'm going to you know the days before my period I know I'm going to want warmer heavier things and so I'm going to get that on my grocery shop that week and so like you're you're more involved uh, nothing is such a surprise or a shock anymore not only like you're going to get super accurate information on when your period's coming because it's using that basal body temperature drop that you get right before your period to accurately tell you when it's coming. Um, so that is, you know, a um, big difference to just tracking your, when your period comes and goes on a period tracker app, you're actually using real time data to know when your period is coming, um, which is a lot less stressful. Um, and you're getting all that extra information. So you can take it as far as you want. Some people use it to decide what kind of workouts they're gonna do. Oh, okay, I'm ovulating. I can do a lot of strength stuff. If I'm in my luteal phase, I should do more yoga, Pilates, slow, you know, slow methodical sort of exercise. Or I'm in my follicular phase, I should try that new dance class that I've been really intimidated by. 
Um, you people do all kinds of levels of that. It's not absolutely necessary. And you can, the lovely thing about it is you can do it as much or as little as you want. And you can step into it and you can step out of it. But I think it's just all about taking what we come out of school from it, in the way we come out of school often, which is fearful and um, in the dark and concerned and stressed and all, all the cycles only bring up negative emotions, periods only make us worried and, 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 and that needs to change. And so one way can really change is with this level of education and what Daisy and the company as a whole likes to do is say, well, you want to give you that information, that's your data, you need to access it. And then you get to decide what you do with it. And you get to decide what you want to learn from it, but you also, you know, hopefully if you come up against issues, you get to use that data to figure out treatment protocols, to figure out how you want to move forward. You know, there's so many ways you can use that. Right. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily change your whole life, right? This is just <laughs> giving, us, giving us some information. So with that tool, it's up to us to actually make the changes necessary around that too. Yeah. To help balance our cycles, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it's so cool. I was talking with a friend about, um, the superpowers around each cycle. So instead mm -hmm. of, I love how you're saying, like, instead of thinking of it as, oh, great, now I'm going to get my period, I'm going to be super irritable and it's the worst. It's like, okay, perfect. This is the time to dive inward and journal yeah. and, you know, cultivate some, yeah, some self time and have that be okay, right? It's not, we're not designed to be motivated and productive, like, um, like a male's hormone cycle is 24 hours, right? Ours is over a month and it's not like we're supposed to be go, go, go. There's nothing wrong with us if we're a little bit tired, right? A little bit more inward. So, um, and it's really empowering getting to track that instead of feeling like what's wrong with me, getting to see that information. Um, I do have- Yeah, and there's also a ton of uh, benefits. Just, I mean, you, I, I do this, uh, class, this Zoom class every month and I have another one next week. And we talk a lot about the benefits of ovulation. And so a lot of people don't realize like, it's not just about, oh, well, what, I want to get pregnant or even if you want to get pregnant in the next couple of years, you know, it's also about like just knowing if and when you are ovulating, it's good for your short-term health and long-term health. Overall, there's great research out of the Center for Menstrual Cycle and Ovulation Research in Canada that shows that it protects bone, heart and breast health for women long-term but it also is helping you avoid the negative connotations we have around the pre-period phase or PMS, bloating, um, cramping, all those things. Um, ovulation really helps cycles be better. So it's a great thing to know that you are ovulating. It's a great thing to know if you stop ovulating for a long time, although it's very normal to have a cycle that's not, you know, that doesn't include ovulation every so often. Uh, so that's also a big part of it too. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you though. So you can. Oh my on. gosh, no, no, I love that. Thank you. I, that was perfect. I was actually just going to ask you a few questions that I got from Instagram to oh, ask. Great. Um, but I love everything that you're saying. Please interrupt mm -hmm. me. Like I love this so much. Thank you for sharing so much. Um, I this question you already answered a little bit. Um, the question is how accurate is it really with birth control? Like how effective is it? And you. Oh, said, okay. And, mm -hmm. and, and I, if you want to also describe like 
around this? Like when it's green, is it only 99.4% um, effective or accurate if you're also using a condom? Or is it, if you could explain that, that would be awesome. Yeah, so DAISY isn't a birth control method as such. Um, you know, fertility awareness isn't a birth control method. Um, it's basically a practice. So you're learning when you are in your fertile phase and when you are not in your fertile phase. So when you're outside that window. So I'm sure people who follow you understand that the fertile window is six days, um, which includes the lifespan of egg and the lifespan of sperm. And Daisy will give you uh, those six days, but also more days around that, which is what all fertility awareness methods will do. Uh, so usually sort of nine or 10 fertile days as an average, but you may have some more some months if your cycles are longer or less, depends. So that's what it's really honing in on. It's telling you these are the days where you can get pregnant if you have unprotected sex and outside of that window, your body is not ready to get pregnant. That's how the female body works. You have days where you can and days where it's like, yeah, no, that's not happening now. So we actually have our own system by which we regulate when we can conceive and when we can't conceive. And Daisy is communicating that to you by using basal body temperature data and an algorithm to learn when that's happening. So your green days are the days that Daisy has said accurately to 99.4% accuracy that those are days that you are infertile. Those are not fertile days, according to its data from you and the algorithm. Now this is tracking, I don't have it in front of me, but many, many, many women's cycles over a long period of time, over a 10 year period. So this, this is, you know, this is a company that's been making fertility trackers for three decades. So you have that sort of, you know, length of, of um, data, which is great, but you know, that's very hard to come by in research. Um, but you don't, wouldn't call it effectiveness because it's not a birth control method um, and what you decide to do on your fertile days um, it depends on where you are in your fertility journey so of course there are some people who are saying well who will use daisy who are like well i want to get pregnant one day but i'm at the moment delaying that decision i don't it's not for me right now and of course there are some people who are saying well i'd love to get pregnant as soon as possible and then there are some people who are like eh, i'd be okay with it but I'm not, you know, trying as such. We all live somewhere on that spectrum. Sometimes that can be different month to month. It might be different day to day. You know, we're all human beings. We have different goals generally. So that's really, you're making, you're taking that data, like I said earlier, and you're making that decision. But it's not, it's not something that you call a birth control method. Um, it's not FDA approved as a birth control method because fertility awareness isn't really birth control you know it's it's your you can do so much more with that information right so it's, it, it's lives in a it lives in, under a different uh roof really gotcha I yeah I get that now so the 99.4 percent that's accurate it's accuracy around. it's not effectiveness with birth control no. I get it's that accuracy so it's telling you this the the data that we're giving the daisy is giving you is 99.4% accurate so when you see a green day you can go okay daisy is 99.4% sure that that is a green day that is my infertile day based on a huge data set over a long period of time many many women living many many different kinds of lives you know that that is the data set that you have so that's that should give any user of daisy or anybody navigating the fertility tracking space a lot of confidence um 
but the way you know it's important that you we use the right language because people you know we we use uh, birth control language for things like the pill and the condom and fertility awareness methods um, on Daisy uses a fertility tracker method which is a fertility awareness method it's, it's a different it's a different animal really it's a different thing because you can do so much with it you can change with it you can do one thing one year and one thing the next and then you can go back to that same thing the next year so right right and I I love that you're bringing clarity around this I think a lot of people think like oh I'm not fertile so I'm just gonna have as much sex as I want I'm not gonna get pregnant <laughs> and the reality is is that just like you were saying before based on stress sickness, um, travel, even syncing. If you're visiting people, I feel like I've synced with people's cycles before. Love that the Daisy really does pick up on that. And you, there's so much, there's too many variables to really call this a birth control method. There's a lot going on. And I think it's not a good idea to really rely on that green light as a well, it involves more of your the thing is is it's more of a so so a birth control method is like you do something and it prevents right so you take a pill you're not ovulating use a condom the sperm isn't coming through the condom this, that's the idea of it effectively right whereas with this you're good so back and forth to it you're making decisions it is telling you this is where your body's at yes you have days where you're not fertile and you're not going to get pregnant on those days because that's how a female body works. Anyone is going to tell you that. We all have that window and that's how it works. That window isn't static, it moves, which is why you use something like Daisy because there are variables. So the ovulation window can move. So you use something that allows you to feel confident knowing, okay, if I ovulate later, I'm going to know it. The most common thing for women is they'll ovulate later because you know, they had a stressful week or they went on vacation or, you know, they had an exam or they started a new job. Or, so that will happen. And Daisy will go, yeah, I'm not going to give you greens until I've confirmed that you've ovulated. I'm going to stay red. And then once it's confirmed, you'll get those greens and you'll go, oh, look, I ovulated. I know I'm not fertile now because I ovulated. I'm not going to ovulate again. That's not how the female body works. That's not how we work. So you can be super confident in that information, but you are making those decisions because, you know, as I said, we all live somewhere on the spectrum. In our Facebook group, we call it uh, TTC, trying to conceive, TTA, trying to avoid, TTW, trying to whatever. And to be honest, there are a lot of people trying to do all those things at any one time. So that's, you know, you have a full, you have a full spectrum of people using fertility awareness methods and the fertility tracker method with, with Daisy. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. I know a lot of people are going to have a light bulb go off listening to that answer. I appreciate it. Um, I do have three more questions from Instagram. And then, do. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next question is when to see a doctor if sex or periods are painful. And my thought around that was like, it really should not be super painful sex and our periods and I'm curious your thoughts and experience around that well generally um, I think and this is you know I'm not a healthcare practitioner um, but if someone's asking me as a friend I would say if it's interrupting your life um, I you can't do the things you would normally do in a day um, because your period is that painful then you need to see a doctor it shouldn't interrupt your life some cramping is not not normal you know, it's, it's very common, 
but you definitely shouldn't feel like you can't carry on with your day to day. Um, and in terms of sex, any pain with sex, if it's interrupting your enjoyment of sex or you feel you have to avoid it, definitely see the doctor or healthcare provider for sure. Thank you. Is there anything that you want to speak to around that, around pain during sex? Um, no, I think it's something that, you know, I think when you're tracking your cycles, you can get to know a lot. And we've done some research into things like endometriosis and cycles. And a lot of women report that it's beneficial just to know when these things happen. Because if so you have a, some, a hormone-based or a somewhat hormone-based or a hormone-triggered health issue, you can find that, oh, okay, I am more uncomfortable around ovulation or I am more uncomfortable before my period or I just want to know when my period's going to come because then I'm aware that I'm going to have to have to sort of manage this. So depending on what you decide to do, you know, you will maybe at first just be trying to figure out how your symptoms are connected to what you you've been diagnosed as your health issue. And maybe down the line, if you decide to go um, an alternative or natural treatment route, then you can start that and you can see in real time the impact it's having. So you can say, okay, so I've been taking this for so long. You can mark it in your uh, Daisy Day app and you can just see, okay, this causes me to ovulate more regularly or this causes me to have a longer luteal phase or this causes, you know, and you can see how that changes. And I think, you know, all those things can really benefit us when we are, as women, more engaged in our healthcare. I think we tend to help again to get better outcomes because a lot of what, we need we need to push more often to get the diagnosis and the treatment that we want so any data or information you can turn up to that office with I think is often very very helpful thank you thank you so much yeah that was a brilliant answer I agree I agree I think it's really interesting to what's going on around pain is it cramping is it randomly and to make note of that so that you can bring that to a practitioner that was a great answer i think a lot of people will really benefit from that um, and similarly i have a question about um, pcos and endometriosis and um, how to decipher those with the daisy yeah so with daisy if you um have PCOS you tend to have longer cycles right so you're having cycles in which you're not ovulating which means your cycles are longer um, so with DAISY what can help there is that you can certainly use that data with your practitioner to diagnose because they will look at the data of how your cycles map out how long they are the average length your luteal phases when you're ovulating if you're ovulating how often a year you're ovulating and all of that is definitely going to be helpful to anybody who's we're working with PCOS, whether that's an MD, an OBGYN, a naturopathic doctor. Um, and they're going to, that's going to be really useful to them as a start in terms of getting you down that road. Now, if you choose not to use hormonal birth control or other hormone, synthetic hormone-based medicines to treat it, then absolutely, as I said before, you're going to be able to take that treatment protocol and map it onto your cycles and you're going to be able to see, is this making a difference or not? You know, you just have to like think, well, do I feel better? Which is such a sort of nebulous concept. You know, maybe you don't know for a while if you feel better. 
you can actually see, okay, this has made my cycle more regular. This has made me have more of an ovulate, more ovulatory cycles, which is super helpful. We certainly have a, we have a lot of women with PCOS who use Daisy. We have a lot of women who use Daisy to help diagnose PCOS, treat PCOS. Um, and you know, you're, it's gonna, the great thing is, is especially if you at some point want to get pregnant, go down that road, you really know, we'll find out when you're ovulating, if you're ovulating and you can time your conception close to ovulation, which gives you such a greater chance. So if you're worried about the infertility um, impact of it, then that's often, you know, really um, gives you a lot of confidence too. Brilliant, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and then the last question was around uh, IUD. I have a lot of followers who are super fans of the IUD. Anything you want to mention about that? They were like, I have an IUD question mark. Is this something that I should get? So most women, I would think, I'm guessing, but this is based on general numbers, is that they're probably using a hormone-based IUD. So a hormone-based IUD, there's a few different kinds. Um, that's one of the ones, when I said before, when I kept saying most hormonal birth control methods, the one I was really singling out was the hormonal IUD. Because with the hormonal IUD, you might have ovulation you know a lot of women will continue to ovulate maybe not every cycle but some cycles it might stop after a few years but you may continue to ovulate so that's one of the good things about the hormonal IUD so you may actually be having menstruation you may be having that too it doesn't mean you will continue like I said it could stop and you could stop ovulating completely and then you might have some breakthrough bleeds or no bleeds at all it depends on the really depends on the person but you can't use a device like Daisy when you're using the hormonal IUD because you're using something that is affecting your cycle. It's affecting everything to do with your cycle. So you, that is not data that Daisy can use. However, if you're saying, I use the IUD, I love the IUD, and it's a copper IUD, or it's not hormone-based, that allows you to ovulate and menstruate as normal all the time. And if you wanted to on the copper IUD, you could certainly use Daisy. That would be, you have basal body temperature to track, you have pe real periods to track, and you have ovulation to track. So you could certainly do that. And maybe you want to do it for a while, get a good data set, and then think, well, maybe I want to get my IUD removed now, or maybe you carry on, or maybe, you know, it might be part of your decision process. So you certainly can. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Wow. Yeah. Clarifying that. Okay. If you have the hormonal IUD, do not use the daisy. That's not going to be an accurate reading of what's really going on. And then the copper IUD that actually can be used in congruence with the daisy because that actually mm -hmm. you do have ovulation and menstrual cycles that are natural with that. That's so neat. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate thorough answers. If there's anything else that you wish people asked you more about or that you think would be helpful to share. Um, I think the one thing that really um, people love in the class I do and the next class I have uh, is next week. It's on the website um, and on our um, Instagram too. So you can join if you want to know more. Um, we talk about everything from how Daisy works, a fertility tracker method, what all the lights mean, uh, the health benefits of ovulation, but we also talk about the benefits to relationships and the research we've done there and what people who use Daisy have shared if they're in a relationship that they 
have loved how it increases uh, communication and intimacy and sharing and just feeling like you're in a partnership with your fertility goals rather than alone or struggling. Um, and so that's that's been a really lovely thing to discuss in those classes. Um, it's a great space to ask your questions and I answer on the class itself. Um, and it's just, you know, it's a, it's a really good opportunity. Wherever you are, if you have never even heard of Daisy till today, if you've, you know, whatever it is, and you know, that I do one a month, um, it's usually towards the end of the month. So that's a great time to ask. Thank you. This is awesome. I, I'm curious, how do people sign up for your class? And I'm also curious, where can people get your book? Yeah, so with the workshop, as I said, you go on the Instagram, Daisy Fertility Tracker, or you can go on the website, usa.daisy.me forward slash workshop, and you sign up to the Zoom. It's a Zoom. It's free. Um, it's about an hour long. Um, and I said, as I said, I do one a, one a month. I usually fluctuate between afternoons and evening times um, to catch everybody. And you can sign up through any of those means. Um, or if you can't find it, drop us an email, info at usa.daisy.me, and we'll get you that information. And you can find everything else that I've spoken about, about my backstory at sweeteningthepill.com. That's all on there, um, including information about the upcoming documentary. Uh, the business of birth control. Wow, that is so cool. Oh, thank you, everybody. I'm excited. I want to check out your workshop. That's so cool <laughs> that you offer that. I'm so impressed. Um, heck yeah, people, we don't need to feel lost or alone or confused. We've got Holly here <laughs> taking care of everybody with this free Zoom calls. How cool is that? Um, everybody, definitely go check out her book, check out, I can't wait. When did you say the documentary was coming out? I'm hoping before the end of October. Cool, that's not too far off. No, wow. not at all. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited, that's amazing. Well, I do wanna take a moment to acknowledge you. Thank you so much for your dedication to your own health and being able to show up for so many other people. Thanks to that, I really acknowledge. I can't even imagine yeah before Instagram and we had all of these things at our fingertips you really going out of your way to bring all yes. this information together and share it with lots of people so thank you so 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 much I I definitely learned a lot today and I'm sure everybody else listening did as well um and yeah if there's um any other way to find you do you want to plug your Instagram or anything like that I don't do social media I gave it up last year <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so best thing is to just uh, follow Daisy Fertility Tracker on Instagram, uh, join our Facebook group, Daisy Lady Comp Sisterhood and Support. Um, it's a private Facebook group. Um, and yeah, follow on socials and all of that. And then you can, if you want to see me, me, then you can join those Zoom classes once a month. Just pick one and I'll be there. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. You too. Thank you. Thank you for dedicating time to improve your health and your life by listening to this podcast. If you are interested in holistic health and nutritional counseling or in my vegan fitness program, click the link in my bio to apply. Don't forget to screenshot this and tag me at vitamin.katie on your Instagram story, subscribe to this podcast, and leave a review to get this message out there to help more people. Thanks again so much for listening and have a beautiful, wonderful, incredible life. 
Much love to you. Bye.